are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Who is spiritually mature? Is the title of this devotion. You know, sometimes we may not use that terminology, but we may have the thought that we are more spiritual because maybe we've been a Christian longer or maybe because we have gone to, through different trainings and so forth that we, and we have held certain positions and we have maybe grown up in a certain family that without meaning, but we have this unconscious thought that we're spiritually mature. Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it says, Do not think too highly of yourself, but according to the grace of God. You know, and having this thinking that we know more can be expressed sometimes in us doing too much talking and not enough listening or in not responding to the real need that is there because we are not as spiritual as we think. We don't connect with it or we don't have the grace to bear it. So I want to talk to you about what it means to be spiritually mature in, in, the, in that in how that reveals itself. Uh, Paul, he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he talks to that church and he says, I can't stop praying for you all. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 4, I am just overwhelmed with the joy of the Lord that you are blessed with every spiritual blessing. You speak out by the Spirit. You know by the Spirit. Others bear witness that Christ is among you. The testimony of Christ is confirmed in you. And you live in fellowship with the, with the, with the Lord, with the Lord Jesus Christ, verse 9. And, and he's, com- he's complimenting them as he opened the letter. But then in chapter 2, he says, however, I cannot yet speak to you as those who are spiritual. Or no, he says, I did not come in chapter 2 to you with persuasive words of human wisdom, but the demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power so that your faith is not in the wisdom of a man, but in the power of God. And in chapter three, he says, however, I cannot speak to you as those who are spiritual because you are still so human in your reasoning. When you have strife and competition and power struggles among you, you you don't look at things yet from the perspective of the Lord Christ. Okay, so what does it mean to be spiritually mature? It's, it's, it's an interesting question. So Romans chapter 15, starting at verse 1 through verse 7, I'll read to you from the Passion Translation. Listen to this. Now those who are mature in their faith can easily be recognized, for they don't live to please themselves, but have learned to be have learned to patiently embrace others in their immaturity. Let me read it again. Romans 15 verse 1. 
Now, those who are mature in their faith can easily be recognized, for they don't live to please themselves, but have learned to patiently embrace others in their immaturity. Our goal must be to empower others to do what is right and good for them and to bring them into spiritual maturity. For not even the most powerful one of all, the anointed one, the Lord Jesus Christ, lived to please himself. His life fulfilled the scripture that says, all the insults of those who insulted you fall upon me. Whatever was written beforehand is meant to instruct us in how to live. The scriptures impart to us encouragement and inspiration so that we can live in hope and endure all things. Now may God, the source of all great endurance and comfort, grace you with unity among yourself, which flows from your relationship with Jesus, the Anointed One. Then with an anonymous rush of passion, you with one voice will glorify God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you will bring God glory when you accept and welcome one another as partners, just as the anointed one has fully accepted you and received you as his partners. Oh, how I love these thoughts here. You know, the King James says, bear with the scruples of the weak. Scruples means certain ways about them that is still so carnal. You see, uh, I'll tell you a little story, and maybe you've heard me share this at once, but many, many, many years ago, this dear sister, I love that family, this is a long time ago, 30 plus years ago, she came to me and she said, Pastor, can I ask you a candid question? I said, absolutely. What would, what would you like to ask me? She said, how is it possible that you are the pastor and have so little discernment? I said to her, what am I missing? And she said, you've had somebody work for you who spoke real evil about you and you never did anything about it. I looked at her and I said, have you never read Ecclesiastes where it says, do not listen into your servants' conversations for you may hear them curse you when you yourself don't always speak wisely? I said, and what about the love of Jesus Christ that covers a multitude of sin? This person you refer to is somebody I love dearly and that love covers easily in the areas where she have maybe fallen short in her weak human nature. I really know nothing against that person, absolutely none. You see, sometimes we can be tempted to think that the real wisdom is to discern everybody's failings and weaknesses. But the true wisdom that comes from God that we see in Jesus Christ is to perceive and recognize and know God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 29 and 31, and 30 and 31. The true wisdom that comes from above. I love that little thought from James chapter 3, verse 18. And, and, and this is a bit my paraphrase from that part of the scripture there. The wisdom <coughs> that comes from above 
is the continual flow of God's goodness from our heart. And when we are good and don't boast about it, then we are truly wise. Again, the wisdom that comes from above is the continual flow of God's goodness from our heart. And when we are good and don't boast about it, then we are truly wise. You see, friends, the wisdom, that ability to have this grace for people that maybe still are very natural and have many shortcomings, and yet they're part of the family of God, is no less than mama and papa's heart for their newborn baby that maybe spits up and needs clean nappies and does not know how to care for itself, and yet that child is the delight and joy of their heart. And that is spiritual maturity. When the disciples argued about who was the most spiritually powerful among them that was worthy to be alongside Jesus, Jesus answering that human cry for position and power and influence put a child in front of them and said, unless you become like this child who so sweetly happy to be here and is not looking for power or position. If you don't become like her, you cannot experience the kind of powers of the kingdom I want you to have. You see, the powers of the kingdom are entrusted to the meek and lowly and the humble. Many times we, we pray more, pray more, pray more for more power, and I believe in prayer with all my heart. But you can pray 24-7, but unless you embrace the meek, gentle, lowly heart of the Savior by which He demonstrate the Father's love in bearing our sins and failings without accusing, condemning, and getting offended, then these powers will stay at a distance. If you want to know the powers of the kingdom, they were entrusted to the Savior when the humility that He brought from heaven was perfect, perfected in His human nature, in His self-sacrifice and love for the Father as He bore our sins and gave Himself for us. And this grace, my dear friends, is calling you this grace is calling you. This grace to grow up spiritually and become mature is calling you through your union with Jesus so that he can entrust you with the powers of this kingdom to love and do good to your fellow man. Amen. Have a good day.